Hey, can I have the children come forward? And they're off. Okay. Well, it is always good to see you. I've got a special surprise for you today. Normally, what do you get for a prize? For coming up, what do you get to take back with you? An egg. What does the egg have in it? A toy and a treat. Something to eat. I've got something a lot better than that. Are you ready? Are you sure? This is big. Let me get it out of here. I'm going to get one for each of you. Oh, close your eyes. Okay, are your eyes closed? Okay, keep them closed. Okay, you can open them. Look, there, one for Sarah, one for Cole, and one for Micah. Isn't that great? Cole doesn't see anything yet. There's nothing in there. Isn't that exciting? What is that? Water. There's something in yours. You know what? Water. You remember last Sunday? I know that's a long time ago. I brought up some little uh, containers and gave you a little packet of something. You remember what? Yeah, soil. Soil and what to go in it, Sarah? Seed to plant in it. You know what? If you planted those, but you don't have some of this, they won't grow, will they? Plants won't grow. In fact, animals like y'all saw at the zoo, they can't survive without water. And did you know that we, boys and girls, men and women, we have to have water just to get by. In fact, what do we do with water besides play with it? Do what? You drink it. Yeah, you could. So, yeah, the bottle flipped. The bottle of water will flip over. So you drink it. What else do you do? Do you, do you ever have to get cleaned up? Yeah. Do you have to take a bath or a shower? Yeah. Did you know when your parents cook, they use water when they cook? Yeah. When you go to the bathroom, you flush the toilet and water goes down everywhere. We use water to clean the house. There's lots of things that we use water for. But did you know, here's something you may not know. Did you know your body is about two-thirds or more water? So if your body was three of those, put all three together real quick. Let me show you something. Let's put these three together. If this was you, if you were that big, this much of you would be water. You're made up of a lot of water inside. And when you get thirsty, it means you're a little low on water and you need to drink some more. In fact, water does a lot of things. Did you ever have to take your temperature if you felt sick? Did you know water helps you to keep the right temperature and not get too hot outside or too cold when it's cold? Water regulates our temperature. It helps our eyes so that we can see. When you blink, there's little water or tears that help you to see well. It helps you to swallow when you're trying to eat something and you swallow. Water or liquid helps it go down and makes it digest. And it flushes out waste. It lubricates joints. That's why your joints, your knees and elbows and arms all work so good. They have water in them. 
And it even takes oxygen and nutrients to our cells to help energize us. It's amazing everything water can do. I want to read you one verse about water from the Bible. John 7, 37 says, Jesus stood up and said this, If anybody is thirsty, let him come to me and drink. He who believes in me, as the Scripture said, from his innermost being will flow rivers of living water. Jesus said if we get thirsty, we can come to Jesus. And if we trust him and follow him, he gives us something even better than water. He lives within us. He gives us life and breath and everything we need spiritually. But water is important. So I'm going to talk to the adults this morning about water. I'm going to let you take the water and... I think you should probably take an egg too back to your seat, okay? And then I think, Dana, are we having children's church? Okay. So when you get your egg and water, then you'll follow Dana downstairs and she'll tell you. Oh, next door. Okay. Let's pray. Father God, thank you for the children and thank you that they are growing. And it seems like every week when I see them, they, they get bigger and faster and stronger and Father, help us realize we need water. We have to have something to drink. And Father, just in the same way, we need your son Jesus. Without him, we can't survive spiritually. Father, help us to drink deeply from your well, to know Jesus and to have everything that we need. I pray that you would help the children to grow and learn more about you this day. For it's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Okay, grab your water and then grab an egg. Dana's at the back. And just in case if it's a long service and you get a dry mouth, there's some extra water up here. Just come down to the front. Okay, you got it. You can take it back to your seat. Thank you. I feel like that's after the movie is over if you stay and watch some of the trailers afterwards. That's, that's what you see. All right. I'm going to play something, and as soon as you recognize it, just slip your hand up and you can put it back down. And then you can certainly sing along if you want. But I want to know when you recognize it. Are you ready? Like their mother, your favorite. Then it talks about the boys. And then the final verse. 
it was much more than a hunch. We know it must somehow form a family. That's how they became what? Some of you have heard that song a couple of times. Some of you have watched TV show The Brady Bunch from 1969 to 74, I believe. It's when it was on the air. And you've seen multiple episodes. If I asked you if you could name the characters, there was a mother, a father, a maid or servant, and then three girls, three boys. I bet some of you could name every one of them. And if not the Brady Bunch, maybe there are other TV shows that you grew up watching. My mom still watches every weekday morning, Hazel. Uh, some of you may have other shows. Seinfeld, I know, was popular. There are uh, various shows that you could probably tell me the exact theme of the show and everything that happens from beginning to end. Some of you have seen movies so many times over and over, you could begin to quote what's going to happen and what people say before they even say it. You become very familiar with certain stories and certain movies. Well, sometimes if we're not careful, when we pick up God's Word and read a story with which we're familiar, we think to ourselves, oh yeah, I know that, and we kind of zone out. But I want us today with the Holy Spirit's help to focus in and hear a story afresh and anew. It's one that you've heard multiple times, uh, but I want it to speak to you afresh. If you've got your Bibles, turn with me to the Gospel of John, to the fourth chapter. John chapter 4, and we'll begin by reading verses 1 through 6. John 4, beginning in verse 1, we read, Therefore, when the Lord knew that the Pharisees had heard that Jesus was making and baptizing more disciples than John, although Jesus himself was not baptizing, but his disciples were, he left Judea and went away again into Galilee, and he had to go or pass through Samaria. So he came to a city of Samaria called Sychar, near the parcel of ground that Jacob gave to his son Joseph. And Jacob's well was there. So Jesus, being weary from his journey, was sitting thus by the well, and it was about the sixth hour. Let's pray. Father God, I thank you that through your divine guidance, this story was recorded for all eternity, for us to hear, for us to respond to. Father, help us to hear it afresh this morning and to discern what you're saying to each and every one of us this morning. Father, may we hear your word and when we leave, may we obey your word. For it's in Jesus' name that I pray. Amen. Well, to get a context of where we are in John chapter 4, Turning back a couple of chapters, Jesus found himself in Jerusalem at the Passover. He was there, he ran money changers out of the temple. 
He had a conversation one evening with a, a rabbi, a Jewish leader, a teacher named Nicodemus, who came to him actually at night learning more about Jesus and who he was and what he was teaching. And maybe you remember Jesus talked to him about being born again and Nicodemus didn't quite get it. But later on, we see Nicodemus time and time again and he is there at Christ's crucifixion taking the body down as a believer. So Jesus was in Jerusalem with Nicodemus and others. He left Jerusalem and he went into the area around it, what southern Israel is called Judea. And while he was there, it says that he and his disciples were teaching, making disciples, and they were baptizing people. He was out with John the Baptist, John the Dipper, the baptizer, the Baptist, and they were making disciples and baptizing them. But in chapter 4, it says there came a point where Jesus' ministry began to take off and more people turned away from John and turned to Jesus. And when they approached John, John said, Hey, I told you I wasn't the Messiah. I'm not the one you're looking for. I must decrease and he must increase. Talking about Jesus. But after a while, the Pharisees began to grumble about Jesus and His disciples, and He leaves Judea in the south. And verse 4 said He had to pass through Samaria. You know, the, the word He had to, He must go from the south to the north in Galilee, that He had to go through Samaria may seem like, well, that's the most direct route. And that may, mean what, that may be what this means. But there were various routes to go from the south to the north, and in the middle lay Samaria. There were roads along the, the coast. There were raw, uh, roads along the other side of the Jordan River. And then there was one straight up the middle that it looks like Jesus and His disciples took. Now, Samaria was named that years, thousands of years earlier. If you know your history, King David was the second king of Israel. King Saul was first, and then King David and his son Solomon built a temple. But after Solomon, the kingdom split. The northern tribe said, we've got a leader that we're going to follow. We're not going to follow Solomon's son. But the south, Judah or Judea, and Benjamin, they stuck to following the true king. Well, the people in the north, they didn't